This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Gunatal. Back again with you guys for another episode of what is the Arsenal News Show. Joining you every morning at 8 a.m. UK time. Hope you're doing good. Hope you're doing well. Thank you, as always, for making this a part of your morning routines. It is very much appreciated. I hope you had a fantastic finish to your week and that your weekend is already well underway. Uh, it certainly is for me. Very relaxed, very chill. I needed yesterday. I did like quite literally nothing. And, and sometimes you just need a day of of nothingness to, to recharge, refresh, and uh, and feel like you're ready um, for uh, for a brand new weekend of football, especially when it is as big uh, as the weekend that Arsenal have got ahead of them, which, of course, is against Manchester City on Sunday. Uh, we're going to be talking about Mikel Arteta's pre-match press conference, all the latest news going into that game as well, and taking your questions in part two, as always. Uh, as it is a weekend, I'd like to say a massive... Extra thank you to everybody that tunes in live. I know it means uh, a little bit extra effort, and uh, it certainly is appreciated on an early Saturday morning. Uh, Sabre, good morning to you, to Matt G, to Black Shine, to Pika Who, good morning to Runs With Cows, good morning to Red Star, to Matt, to Maximius, good morning to, uh, we've got Shari, we've got Martin, Damien, uh, other Martin, uh, we've got Brian, Glenn, Rob, Stevie, Stephen Mubarak, uh, friendship family, Temi, and plenty more of you guys as well joining us in the chat. Thank you so much, everybody that is doing so. It means the world. Uh, do drop a like. It just takes you one quick second to click that thumbs up button, and it really does help us out. So thank you very much indeed. Right, let's get on with today's stories. We start with some, I suppose, mixed news. Um, after the disappointment of the game against Liverpool in the WSL uh, opener, uh, Arsenal travelled to another difficult team in Manchester United uh, on Friday evening and were winning um, and sadly then losing. <laughs> we took that lead and then went 2-1 down and it looked like it was you know, really just not going to be Arsenal's day. Alessio Russo hit the post right before, um, I think it was Mallard that scored um, for, for, for Manchester United in around the 81st minute. And it seemed to be 
that uh, they were moving towards um, three points in Manchester. However, off the bench, summer signing Chloe Lacasse with a unbelievable effort. I would absolutely recommend you go and check in this one out if you've not already seen it. Um, but it is quite a brilliant 93rd minute equaliser uh, to steal a point away from Manchester United, which is, you know, no mean feat in this uh, version of the WSL. So, in the end, I think maybe Jonas Ardevel will be happy with the result. It's not a win. It's not three points yet in the league, but it is a really big point indeed. And what a goal to equalise things late on as well. Moving forwards, and Ben Napper, who is the Arsenal loan manager, has left the club and he's joined Norwich City, become their sporting director. Uh, ben was a big part of Mikel Arteta and Edu's team off the pitch to secure loans to uh, oversee loans of players and to discuss with both the senior and the youth sides about potential low moves for how they would might develop and what the play best places for players to go to was. Uh, we had some great success with players leaving on loan. We think about Balogun's loan to Monaco, which then got Arsenal a hell of a lot of money in the summer. We think about William Saliba going on loan to, to Marseille and then obviously coming back and becoming one of the best young defenders in the world. Uh, we've seen some fantastic opportunities for players Sometimes it's worked. Sometimes it happens. It doesn't. I mean, you're never going to get 100% success rate as a low manager at a club like Arsenal. Uh, it's just simply not going to happen. But Arsenal will now, it seems, be on the lookout for a replacement for Ben, uh, who we wish the absolute best of luck because he did a really good job at Arsenal. And uh, hopefully Arsenal can take things to a whole new level with a brand new appointment very, very soon indeed. And Mikel Arteta took part in his press conference ahead of the game against Man City. Uh, he was asked, obviously, about a number of topics, such as player fitness, and we'll come on to specifically Bakaya Saka very shortly. Um, but he was asked about Thomas Partey, and he said, well, he's ahead of schedule, that's for sure, and we wanted to have him in the squad if we needed to. The way the game panned out, we had other necessities, and we didn't use him. He will be in the squad tomorrow so or well rather on on sunday but that's really really positive news regarding uh thomas Partey. Uh, it was talked about um it being our best unbeaten start for the last 16 years he says well consistency that's for sure and what we are looking for in this league you have to beat your very best every single match and we have managed to win a lot of games something that we have been better at is when you cannot win don't lose it except for midweek in the champions league and that's what it requires every three days you have to be at your best. Asked about uh, kind of the impact of Wolves' win over Man City, he says any team in the Premier League has the tools and the quality to beat you. And I think all the managers are aware of that. And understanding that our record against Man City at home is very poor. We've not won in the league at home since 2015. Uh, he says we aren't looking back for sure because, we, uh, because there were different players participating in those games. But we know one thing for certain, that we're going to have to be at our best. We have to beat our best in every department for the 100 minutes and then we have a chance. So let's wait and see what happens in Sunday's game. I'm going to be there at the Emirates Stadium. I'm very much looking forward to it and uh, keeping fingers crossed that, uh, that we've got the players back that we need. Speaking of which, uh, Bakai Saka has supposedly been past fit. Arteta said in that press conference that, well, he is in contention. We'll see how he progresses from here to Sunday. Obviously, he had to lead the pitch against Lons. That's never good news, but let's see how he recovers. And uh, he wasn't willing to reveal the specificity, uh, specificity of the injury itself. But Sammy Mottbella, the Mail, reporting yesterday that uh, Saka has, it seems, been past fit. 
uh, amid what is a compromise between Arsenal and the FA over his usage between England and Australia in that friendly on Friday. I can't help but see this as anything other than just an obvious kind of common sense. It's a friendly. He doesn't need to play in a friendly. Use players that you've not seen. Use Eddie Nketiah. Use Jarrod Bowen. Why does, why does Saka, a player that you know what he's about, you know what you're going to get from him, why does he need to play in a friendly on Friday? He doesn't, is the answer. Um, and uh, the Italy game, I understand, it's an important fixture, sure. And so we're probably going to see him play in that game, but we don't need to see Bukai Saka play against Australia. Uh, now, moving into a couple of bits of transfer news, according to Italian outlet locally based in Florence, Firenze Viola, they've reported that Arsenal are scouting their 19-year-old right-back Coyote. Um, he's on a very small wage at the moment, it seems, and that there are suggestions that Fiorentina will be looking to increase that wage to help stave off interest from other clubs. I can't say I know too much about the kids uh, whatsoever. He is obviously a young 19-year-old right-back that is, I assume, playing um, for, uh, I don't know how many games he's even playing for Fiorentina. He's, he's very much new uh, on my list of, of players that I've had to come to try and learn a little bit more about. But Michael Coyota, 19 years of age, Italian. Uh, he's currently got caps for the under-18s and the under-19s in Italy. And uh, he's played four games so far this Serie A season with one assist so far as well. He didn't start... Um, three games. Uh, he started the first game against Genoa in a 4-1 win, but after that, uh, three games on the bench and then has come back in for games against Udinese, Frosinone and Cagliari, of which in that latest game against Cagliari in a 3-0 win, he got an assist. I can't say I know what he's like stylistically because I've not watched him, but maybe some people who've watched plenty more of him in the Italian league can leave a comment down below in the comment section to give us a bit of an insight into the player. But I have said before that I do think that Arsenal need to go into the market and look at a potentially a right-back. Yes, I know that Timber will be coming back next year, but I'd like to see something a bit different at right-back, someone who can overlap, someone who can offer something stylistically different to the full-back position. And Timber's ability to play in all three defensive positions at centre-half, right-back, left-back as an inverted player, I think means that we're, there is still scope for Arsenal to go into the market and add a attacking fullback. Whether or not Kyoto fits that bill, I don't know. Um, but if he does, maybe that link, therefore, makes a bit of sense. And talking about Pedro Neto, there are suggestions that it could take as much as £60 million to sign the player from Wolves in January. A lot of money. Uh, I always said it was going to cost a significant amount of money for Arsenal to sign really anybody of Premier League standards, especially in a January transfer window. If you ask me the question, would I rather spend £60 million on Neto or Tony? I think you probably know my answer already, and it's certainly the former. I think that the need to bring in uh, a left-footed wide player to bring competition to Bakaya Saka is a lot more significant than needing to sign um, uh, needing to sign somebody like Ivan Tony, who, to be honest, I only see as a backup to Gabriel Jesus. And I think that people talk about the amount of money that you play for um, for kind of backups, or you think about how much um, Liverpool signed Jota for, I think it was well upwards of, of £40 million. And that was uh, a few years ago. £45 million was the total fee for Diogo Jota. And that was back in 2020. So you're looking at three summers ago. It'll be four summers ago come next year, of course. So three and a half years in January since a £41 million deal to take Jota to Liverpool. Uh, I think that it makes sense that you know the figures are reaching upwards of 50 to closer to 60 million pounds. Whether or not he actually costs that much, of course, is a different matter. Maybe Arsenal will negotiate a price tag down if they indeed do aim to go for the player. But uh, 
If you want a player that's going to be able to compete with the likes of Saka, you're going to have to pay big, big money to try and get it. Right, let's go to part two and your questions right after this. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver-assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. And the same goes at McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with Mook Delivery. Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Right then, uh, let's jump into the chat box and let's see if we can tackle some of your questions. Derek says, would you rather spend 60 million on Neto or 80 to 90 million on Dusan Vlahovic? Uh, I would, I think, need to wait until the summer to make a decision on that one, Derek, you know, because Vlahovic has had a bit of an up and down time um, at uh, at Juventus this season. Things have improved. He has four goals and assists in six games, which is a good a good start to the Serie A season. But uh, last season wasn't amazing. He got less league goals than uh, than Gabriel Jesus did last season. And he's had injuries as well. He's currently out injured with a back problem for Juve right now. So I think I'd have to wait until the summer to answer that question, Derek, to know what would be right. But it might be that Neto has already been signed by that point. So I guess we'll have to wait and see. Um Piku says, Tom, why do you personally think Ben White isn't being picked for the England call-ups? Also, I hope you feel much better. Personally, I, I honestly don't know the, the real answer. It just seems baffling that it would be because of footballing reasons. So it must be something that's not footballing reasons. Sometimes a coaching group just don't fancy it. Um, and maybe Ben White will have to wait until a different coaching group come into the national setup before he can get another chance. But it just seems very, very odd indeed. Uh, Matt says, if you could play a round of golf with any of the current Arsenal squad, who would you pick and why? Aaron Ramsdale, without a shadow of a doubt. He'd be an absolute laugh on the golf course. And I'm sure he would absolutely smash me, to be honest. Um, but uh, yeah, absolutely would be Aaron Ramsdale. Closely followed by, I think, probably Declan Rice. Um, it has to be Aaron Ramsdale, for sure. Uh, Zungtar says, have you heard that West Ham are front runners for Smith Rowe? I've not. Um, I've seen reports, but I've not personally heard that they're front runners. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens in the summer with Smith Rowe. I'm very interested to see if indeed we have uh, interest of an amount of money that would tempt Arsenal into selling Smith Rowe. I guess the next summer transfer window is going to be very interesting indeed for the player. Uh, more than a wheelchair says, Tom, would you have a Q&A call show sometimes where we can talk face to face? I mean, I did one like three, two, three days ago. Um, they come around once every fortnight or once a month. So Keep your eyes peeled. I usually tweet them out from the Twitter account at the Guna Talk TV. 
drop us a DM and uh, we can always sort out more phone-in shows because they are enjoyable. Maybe we'll do one in the in the wake of a City game during the international break. Uh, Benji says, who do you realistically see scoring against City? Saka seems to get locked down, so I'm struggling to see where our goals will come from. Erdegaard, Jesus, Trossard. Who knows? Maybe Kai Havertz can even pop up with a goal. Maybe one from a set piece. Saliba and Gabriel, very dangerous from those set pieces if we can get them up into the box. So I can see goals being scored, Benji. And uh, we've got plenty of players on the pitch that can score goals. Uh, Josh says, hello, Tom. Uh, I hope you're well. And is there any news with our links to final Straga, striker uh, Santiago Jimenez? Uh, I would rather have him in the squad than Tony. I think he's the type of profile of player that I'd rather see Arsenal move for somebody that's younger, somebody that's got all the potential in the world to develop into maybe a player that's way better than Tony is right now. Jimenez is one of the names uh, that is kind of doing the rounds right now fantastically kind of young, exciting, dynamic striker for uh, for Feyenoord. Have I heard anything about it? Not really. It's not really progressed beyond Arsenal being named as a club. Are watching him. And I imagine that that's probably not going to change for a little bit. I imagine that Arsenal, along with a lot of other top teams, are just kind of, uh, I suppose, just monitoring the player and seeing what happens. Uh, Lucas says, Tom, have you ever considered doing a live watch along? Yes, I have. But I mean, I can't do them because I work the games. So I... I'm never free to do a watch-along. Secondly, I've always been very kind of against the idea of doing a watch-along uh, on the channel because I used to do them with Hugh quite a lot um, before I started this job. I used to do watch-alongs with Hugh Wizzy, and I enjoyed them a lot, but I always found myself being too emotive and also kind of like I feel like the games are in some ways something of a, a bit of a ritual that you have with yourself and, you know, how you appreciate games individually. Do you, is it worth sharing that? I don't know. So I've always been a bit up and down about um, watch alongs. People always ask me, why did I stop the watch alongs with you? It's a simple reason for that is I started my, my new job. So I was uh, obviously always working during match day. So it never became possible to carry on the watch alongs with you, um, who continues to do fantastic work on his own channel. So um yeah there was never any drama or anything even though people used to tweet me and say why aren't you doing it Hugh what happened nothing I, I started a new job <laughs> simple as that one really um Alex says uh, how disappointed will you be when Eddie starts at striker with Jesus at left wing a little bit disappointed Alex to be honest I, I, you know I will be a little bit disappointed I think that we can be a bit braver I guess it depends on who's available in the midfield is Partey available and ready to start I guess that affects things but uh yeah, I will be a little bit disappointed, to be honest. And he says, I'll be gutted if we sell Smith-Rowe. I think the majority of the fan base will be gutted if we sell Smith-Rowe. But the fact of the matter is, is that is it more useful for Arsenal to have a player that Arteta is more likely to use, um, you know, than than a player that's not necessarily being trusted yet um, by, uh, um, the, by the manager? And I think maybe it's better to have a player that he trusts more and that will use more and that is more what he wants in an attacking midfielder or an attacking player than somebody that's not. And it sucks that we might have to lose Smith-Rowe, but that is sometimes what happens. You think about Chelsea losing Mason Mount. You never thought Chelsea would lose Mason Mount, but they have. Um, it's not necessarily done them all that bad. I mean, yes, they're bad already, but he's not gone to Man United and pulled up trees. So, you know, it's, I think there's there's always question marks about things like that. Daniel says, are you captaining Haaland in your FPL? Uh, I don't think so. Um but I think I am running out of time to make that decision. I don't think I'm going to captain Haaland. Um, I, no, I haven't. I haven't captained Haaland. I just checked my team there. So, no, he is not captain this week. 
So there you go. There's a little bit of a hint, Dan, for you. If you're trying to, I don't even know where I am in that. Let's have a quick look. I'm going to regret this. If you would like to join our uh, fantasy league, there is a code. Uh, where is the code? Uh, the fantasy code is on your screen now. CFJ092. That is our fantasy code. That is for our big TGT league. We have two leagues. We have the big one and then we have the members one. In the members one, I'm currently 17th. That's not too bad considering we've got 81 players in there. Uh, where's Dan? Let's have a quick look. Scrolling. Well, I've scrolled up and I can't see him, which means... Oh, no, he's 16th. He's one point ahead of me. Goodness me. That's ridiculous. Dan, you're getting very lucky. Clearly, very lucky. And I caught up last week. I got 71 points last week, which is the one, two, three, four highest um, amongst the top players in that league. Someone got 87 last week. That's impressive. Who did they have? They had Watkins. They must have done. Oh, they didn't even have Watkins. Very impressive. Very, very impressive. And in terms of the big TGT league, I'm currently 330th. But in our big TGT league, I'll be able to tell you in a second when I've scrolled down to the number of players that are in this TGT league because we have a lot. So CFJ092 is the uh, is the code that you need to join the fantasy league. There's over a thousand people now in this league. We have so many people in here, but it's brilliant to see a community that's grown to the level that it is but uh 1438 people uh are in the league which is absolutely fantastic currently my total points tally someone was asking for that my current points tally is 426 so that's that's how many points i'm on at the moment could be doing better could be doing a lot worse so there you go uh, Jalali says, Tom, I can't enter the members FPL. I'll put a new link. To, I'll, I'll, someone will do that. I'm usually King's very on it in terms of the, the fantasy league for the, the members. So uh, I'm sure they'll put it in the Discord server a little bit later on today if someone hasn't done so already. Uh, Andrew says, is there any news on Martinelli? Seems strange that there is total silence regarding his progress. Makes me feel like he'll be out for a very long time. Well, he wasn't called up for the Brazilian national side, which tells you a bit of a hint as to how long he might be out for. I would be very surprised if he's in the group tomorrow uh, for the City game. Hopefully, he returns very soon. Hamstring injuries are very, very difficult to, you know, to, to get exact timelines on. And so that's a bit of a problem. Uh, Wilson says, why on earth are you not a big fan of Ivan Tony? The guy is a Premier League proven goal scorer, provides physical presence and offers something different to our front line. Um, I feel like I'm going over old ground here. It's very simple for me is that, He's not a good enough striker for me to commit 60 to 80 million pounds on. 14 goals from our open play last season is not enough for me to say, yes, that's the striker that I want to be our marquee addition. It's just not enough for me. Uh, if he joins, um, great. You know, if, if he joins, great. I'll back him and I hope that he succeeds. Um, I, I never want a player at Arsenal to fail just because I didn't think they were the right choice. I want players to prove me wrong. But for me... He's not the right player. Uh, Shlamed Jose says, good night to everyone. Hope for a win on Sunday. Thank you for the kind donation, mate. And uh, yeah, enjoy it the rest of your evening. Uh, Masib Bulele says, hey, Tom, why do you think Arteta didn't go for a like-for-like -like replacement in Xhaka instead of trying something new? Because our dynamics haven't changed, just not enough control. Um, I guess because he wanted to try and take things to another level in the midfield. And who knows? He might still be able to do that. But it's difficult with a player that is a project and it was always going to be a, a massive, massive risk. Uh, Manoj says, is Joe Willock still at Newcastle? I haven't heard about him in a while. He's injured, I think, um, and has been injured for a little while. So that's why you've not 
heard much about him. Uh, Paul says, Smithra always gives us a spark when he's playing as he plays between the lines. He gets shots on target and either scores or works the goalkeeper. Who else amongst our attackers offers more? Well, Martinelli, Saka, Odegaard, um, Jesus. <laughs> There's quite a few, Paul, that do offer more than Smithrow because um, consistency, you know, you say that he always does those things. He, the, the honest answer is that he doesn't always do those things. He can be dynamic, but he can come on in games and not offer anything. He can, you know, um, be absent in certain fixtures and he just needs consistency and confidence. But, you know, stylistically, positionally, he doesn't necessarily fit what Arteta wants from players in this system. He doesn't fit as a left player for us. He doesn't fit as an attacking midfielder for us. Um, it's very difficult. Uh, more than a wheelchair says, Tom, would you like, who would you like to see us if not Tony? I also don't want him. I do like Ollie Watkins though. Well, he's just signed a new deal. So I don't think Watkins will be signing for Arsenal. Um, what I would say is that um, Watkins kind of falls in a very similar bracket to Tony for me. I think they're quite similar in terms of the level that they're at and their age profiles as well. For me, I, I've, I've said in answer to this question before, ask me in the summer. I think there will be different options available then. Um, but you look at Hoyland at Manchester United and you see that he's gradually improving. You see he could turn into something quite special that's that's even better than somebody like Tony. So I think that that's the right profile to go for is a young player with lots of potential that has a higher ceiling than the players that we currently have. Benjamin Sesco is the one I've got my eye on. And I've said that for quite some time. But Santiago Jimenez at final is another one that is, is being talked about quite a lot. And I think that if Arsenal can find a centre forward that has a ceiling that's above what we've already got, go for it. But for me, I wouldn't start Tony over Jesus. So it's difficult for me to jump on the idea of spending 60 to 80 odd million pounds on him. Uh, Pika who says, Tom, uh, in regards to the VAR referee being banned, well, that, apparently that's not the case. So there were suggestions that uh, Darren England would not be, I think it was Sam Wallace of the Telegraph reported that uh, he wouldn't be refereeing games for the rest of the season for Liverpool. There were reports that came out subsequently denying that that was true. Um, so if that is, unless that's gone another 180, apparently that's not the case and that that decision has not been made. So certainly worth um, doing some extra digging on that. But apparently uh, Darren England has not been taking off of all Liverpool games yet. So let's wait and see. Uh, ben says the Smithrow thing is so annoying to me. It's like if he was more brave for longer periods, he would definitely bag because he's always getting into good positions, but then he doesn't track back as much. And it is that kind of wider concept of, of Smithrow. Does he have all of the necessary parts to make up the perfect player under Arteta? I don't think that he does. He doesn't have the, the defensive off-the-ball stuff that, that he needs, that Odegaard has, that Trossard has, that... Players like uh, Gabriel Jesus has, you know, like Kai Havertz ironically has, you know, because he has the off the ball ability, but on the ball, Smith Rowe, I'd rather play him than Kai Havertz right now. It's an interesting balance that we've got. It's there's hypocrisy there because how can you spend 65 million pounds on Havertz when you've got a player in Smith Rowe that I think is is better going forwards than Havertz right now, but not as good as Havertz when out of possession. So very, very difficult. Very, very difficult indeed. Um Rob Bob says, uh, hat-trick hero for Havertz on Sunday uh, retires as an Arsenal legend. I tell you what, this is a game that Havertz can absolutely raise his profile in. You know, we all know that. If Havertz can have a fantastic game on Sunday, if he does indeed play, it, it becomes very, very different for him all of a sudden. But I just want to see more. I really empathise with a lot of our callers that we had on the phone-in show on Wednesday 
the feeling that they want to see more from Havertz. And I absolutely agree with that. I think that we need to see more. We need to see more, um, some more fights, some more bites, some more just application. And he's not showing that. He's too languid for me. And you get into a very dangerous Ozil kind of territory of becoming disliked because of your demeanour. Um, and I think that he needs to try and avoid that and really put in the effort on on Sunday. Um, where Pika who says, what's your predicted lineup? We did our desired lineups in the preview on Thursday. Predicted lineup, I'd go Raya, White, Saliba, Gabriel, Zinchenko, uh, Rice, Havertz, Odegaard, uh, Saka, Trossard, Jesus. That would be my predicted team. I just don't think Partey's fit enough yet. Um, but I, I I don't know. You know, Arteta sees him every single day. Arteta will know if he's fit enough for the game or not. Let's let's wait and see. I think Havertz, you know, he trusts him um, and he, he wants him to succeed. Starting Havertz in this game and it backfiring, though, would be a horrific reality for Arteta and the player. Play Havertz and he has a bad game and it costs us. My goodness me. You've taken a big risk. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I hope that Partey is fit enough to start. But my prediction is that he's not. But uh, let's let's wait and see. Um, scroll up a little bit more. Uh, Vala says, would you sing the song if it means that we bat a city tomorrow? Uh, of course I would. But I don't know if it would do that. <laughs> so I can't sing the song because I don't know if it's guaranteed. I told you when I'll sing the song properly. Uh, Tut says, should a right wing be our main focus in January? Starting to see a pattern that we saw with Wilshire. We're overplaying, hindered uh, players from their prime years with injury. Uh, perhaps an older squad player to rotate. But we've kind of got that in Trossard. I want to see someone with speed. I want to see someone with real speed in the forward line brought in. That's why I like Neto, because he's got great speed. You can see why we wanted Mudrick. Like, for all his failings and for all of his um, lack of establishment in the Premier League, you can see why we wanted Mudrick. That that pace, that, that penetration, um, it's really unrivaled, I think, you know, in the Premier League. I don't think there's many players quicker than him, uh, to be honest, that can that can start games. And I think that Arsenal wanted that pace. And when they couldn't get Mudrick, they went for a player that was that was very different. Trossard's not a really quick player. He's just not. He's more technical. He cuts inside sooner. He takes players on. He doesn't run in behind, really. You know, he's different. And you, I think that we wanted somebody like that. Um, and I think that's somebody that we need. Um, so I hope that Neto is the type of player that we end up going for. For me, I really think centre midfield remains an area that I'd like to see Arsenal to strengthen in as well. I'd really like to see Arsenal to go for Yusuf Fafana um, from Monaco. I think he would be my dream centre midfield signing of that's realistic. Uh, but let's, yeah, let's, let's wait and see. Uh, there's an argument that we still need to move players on. You know, I think maybe Smith Rowe, maybe his position becomes untenable by January and we see what happens there. But maybe a player will be moved on. I think we've got 24 players, do we, in the squad? Let's have a quick look of our 25-man squad, shall we? Um, teams, here we go. Uh, Ramsdale, one. Raya, two. I don't know if Hein counts. I don't think Hein counts. I think he doesn't have to count. Um, Saliba three, White four, Gabriel five, Timber six, Kivior seven, Cedric eight, Tomiyasu nine, Zinchenko ten, Partey eleven, Odegaard twelve, Smith Rowe thirteen, Jorginho fourteen, Vieira fifteen, El Nenny sixteen, Havertz seventeen, Rice eighteen, Saka nineteen, Jesus twenty, Martinelli twenty one, Enketia twenty two, Trossard twenty three, Nelson twenty four. 
So unless Hine counts as the 25th um, player, that's a 24. So I, I think there is space for January. Um, yeah, let's let's wait and see. Um, <laughs> Vala says, I had Tom's voice stuck in my head yesterday saying, let's go. Uh, <laughs> let's go through uh, through the day. Let's go to. Oh, OK, because I'm saying let's go to the next question. Yeah, it does get stuck. I'm sure it's just a very, very. I don't know how else to say it. Um, next question is let's just, yeah, just next. Next. Let's go to uh, Benji says, I would hate to somehow win this game, then lose the next game. We need to keep in mind that all games count for three points. We do, but obviously this game allows you to take three points or prevent three points from going to City, which is obviously very, very important. If you win this game and lose the next game, you know, you, it, yes, you would technically have cost points of City, but it's, it's important, I think, to win this game for the impact it, it might have on, on Man City. Uh, I saw it says, is the Havertz song oxymoronic? Um of course, he's not in good form, but he scores again. Um, he has scored a couple of goals for Arsenal in pre-season. So the whole who's not scored isn't true because he has scored um, before that goal against Bournemouth. So it's oxymoronic in the... I think it's more ironic than oxymoronic. It's more ironic, but uh, no. Oxymoronic would be more... He scores again, but he hasn't scored before this goal, but he has scored. So um, yeah, it doesn't really work in that way. So I think it's more ironic than oxymoronic. Uh, Simodon says, Tom, how about starting Jorginho and Declan Rice? Definitely an option. Definitely an option for us to, to, to start Rice and Jorginho if Partey's not fully fit. And I may even favour that, you know, over starting Havertz. So, yeah, definitely an option for us, Simodon. Um, and think it's worth bringing up, without a doubt. Uh, Aditya says, Tom, ideally, what gets the best result that we can expect out of this game? A win, mate. I think this is the best opportunity that we've got of winning against City for quite some time. And we should be going into this game with the attitude that we should be trying to win it. Um, so without a doubt, winning is, is the best result that we can expect out of this game because we have got a great chance at winning it. And Magambo says, you can't get a player at the same level as Saka who will be an understudy to Saka, probably go for a younger player with potential. I disagree. I think that you can go for a player that's competitive to Saka if they are versatile enough to play in multiple positions. Liverpool would have turned around and said, you can't get a player to the same level of Diogo uh, of um, Mohamed Salah or Sadio Mane. But look at Luis Diaz. You know, and yes, eventually he ousted um, Mane from that team. And then they got Diogo Jota. And then they got Gakpo, even though Gakpo can play centre forward, remember, but was more so a left winger at PSV. So you can actually get players as good as the best starters in the world. But I think they need to have some versatility about them. And that's why I like Neto, because he is versatile enough. He can play on both flanks, even though he's left-footed. I think he's even played at centre-forward at a younger age too. So there is scope to play these guys. And I disagree. You can bring in a player on a very... not Maybe not the same level as Saka, because that's very difficult. But a player very close to Saka's level, you absolutely can if you bring in somebody that is versatile enough to play in multiple positions. And we've got a lot of competitions to play um so yeah uh, they're asking for the code again that's the code uh cfj092 is our fantasy code so there you go josh um join our league um adam says does down the drain mean something different from the uk to the us if something goes down the drain it means like it's it flitters away it's, it's lost to us it's gone down the drain arsenal's title hopes have gone down the drain that's what it means in the uk adam so it's kind of like yeah 
um, hopes of something going down the drain. Uh, Rob Bob says, will Pep and Arteta try to outthink slash tinker, um, out tinker each other? Or um, and play Ramsdale and Edison as centre forwards. <laughs> I don't know about kind of st- uh, tactically how City are going to come to this game and try and approach it because Arsenal are quite difficult to predict at the moment because of our team and the injuries and who does and doesn't start. It's very difficult. So yeah, let's let's see. But it's I think it's going to be a very tactical game. I think City will still try and go long at times. I think Arsenal have got the the, the quality in midfield to win the midfield battle for the first time in quite a long time especially if Partey's fit enough. If not, you know, I still think Odegaard and Rice out uh, are, are the better pairing of, of midfielders to, to what they've got available to them. They've still got some good players, but no Rodri is, and no De Bruyne. Yeah, it's massive, massive, massive losses in midfield for them. Um, so Nicholas says, it might be a silly question, but could Saka play up top? I feel like he could. And if needed, him and uh, Neto could rotate. I think Neto would be the more likely one to play up top, to be honest, than Saka. I think he's very reliant on being out in those wide areas, being able to cut inside and move beyond fullbacks and, and you know, dart to the touchline before dinking a right-footed cross or smashing a right-footed shot towards goal. So I think it would be more likely Neto would go through the middle if they were going to play in the same team. So, yeah, there you go. Uh, Omar says, 60 million down the drain. Kai Havertz scores again. I heard it somewhere recently. <laughs> Did you? Well, is that oxymoronic that the 60 million part? Is that the oxymoronic part? Maybe. But uh, yeah. Uh, Jürgen says, um, do you, uh, you think that it will be a lot of goals tomorrow? Question mark. I think it will go back and forth during the entire match. It's definitely got the potential for lots of goals. Both teams have their defensive question marks. Both teams are missing key players. Uh, and both teams have got the capacity to score plenty of goals. So, yeah, it could be a goal fest. Let's wait and see. Uh, Isola says, I know the season is long, but should Arsenal fans be envious of Newcastle's result against PSG? Envious in the sense that they've been able to come up against one of the big sides in the competition and get a good result? Um, sure, there's always going to be envy there, but I'm very happy with Arsenal right now where they are and what they're doing, the squad they've got, and us getting back into the Champions League and getting the result we did against PSV. So, yeah, very happy. Uh, we'll talk more about the Man City game tomorrow in the uh, in the 8 a.m. show. But thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in. It's very much appreciated. Do drop a like, subscribe, all of those youtube things. Um, and, yeah, I'll be back tomorrow morning for the last words ahead of the game against City before I head off to the Emirates Stadium. I'm going to be on BBC Radio 5 Live tomorrow morning as well around 11.35. So if you're based in the UK and you listen to 5 Live and you're traveling around, chuck 5 Live on about 11.35 in the morning tomorrow. Um, any fans of McFly are going to have I think they've got uh, is it let me no, hold on let me get his name I'm not a McFly fan but uh, the missus certainly is <laughs> she was very annoyed when I told her that that was going to happen Harry Jutt is also going to be on he's a big Arsenal fan as well um, so there you go uh, but do listen in uh, have a fantastic Saturday stay chill stay relaxed I suppose we should quickly just touch upon which games you can watch today um, 12.30 Luton Spurs, let's hope for a big Luton win in that one. Uh, Burnley, Chelsea at three. Everton, Bournemouth at three. Fulham, Sheffield United at three. Manchester United, Brentford, a very interesting game. Can um, can Man United finally turn their form around at three? And then the 5.30 game is Palace against Nottingham Forest. So there are your Saturday games. Um, get your fantasy teams ready. You can join our league, of course. And I'm sure there'll be a code put in the Discord server very soon um, there as well. So, yeah. Thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in. Very much appreciate your time. And uh, I'll see you again very soon. Have a great day. Stay safe, stay well. And as always, 
up the Arsenal. It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dip in and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your McDelivery. You in? At participating restaurants 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is, that's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van, unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.